Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs along one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with David Grossman, the co-founder of DMK Burger Bar. And DMK Burger Bar offers an elevated dining experience centered on a popular American classic, burgers. Every detail of the burgers is closely scrutinized, and it's that focus on the product that gives DMK its sterling reputation. And we're going to talk to David about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing helping small and medium sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers Low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs on one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with David Grossman, the co-founder of DMK Burger Bar. And DMK Burger Bar offers an elevated dining experience centered on a popular American classic, Burgers. Every detail of the burgers is closely scrutinized, and that's the focus of the product that gives DMK its sterling reputation. Hi, David. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. How are you today? I'm doing great, David. It's great to have you on the show. We always like to ask our guests. Where are you calling from today, David? I'm in Chicago today. Okay, great. How's the weather there? Is it finally starting to warm up a bit, David? 
finally a little bit. Uh, it's supposed to actually get to uh, like 60 degrees this week. Wow. That's a big difference, isn't it, from what you guys have been experiencing? <laughs> it's been a rough winter, no doubt. That's <laughs> the same here in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, I, I thought we'd just, you know, we'd j- dive right into it, David. Maybe you can, like, you know, walk us through the DMK Burger Bar concept, you know, and, and really how the brand actually got its start. So DMK started in 2008, uh, two mm-hmm. really fantastic restaurateurs, uh, David Morton and Michael Cornick. So DM mm-hmm. is David Morton, MK, Michael Cornick. Right. They really travel the country trying to find the best burgers across the United States, the best French fries, the best milkshakes. And they picked uh, various menus apart to try to develop their own menu. So mm-hmm. Michael Cornick, as you may or may not know, is a five times James Beard nominated chef. Yes, I know. His He's name. worked for a number of uh, great restaurants, white tablecloth restaurants throughout Chicago. Las Vegas, uh, New York. He's uh, he's been all over the place. He's an unbelievable kitchen guy, uh, chef, recipes. And then David Morton, as you may or may not know, he's the son of Arnie Morton, who founded Morton mm-hmm. Steakhouse. He's the brother of Peter Morton, who founded the Hard Rock Cafe. So David grew up in restaurants. He grew up working in restaurants. He understands hospitality really better than anyone that I've ever come across. So the two... Um, David and Michael started this concept, and uh, I would say after about eight years, you know, David and I, we've been friends for maybe, you know, the last 12 years. You know, we really, you know, kicked around the idea of doing something together, and something struck me and said, why don't we franchise DMK Burger Bar? It's right. won, you know, the best awards really not only in Chicago, but, you know, nationally, best burgers, best fries, best milkshakes. Why can't we scale it? and develop systems to uh, to allow others to bring this phenomenal product to their hometown. So really for the last couple of years, um, uh, we've developed uh, all kinds of training manuals and operational standards and procedures to be able to franchise the concept. So we, you know, I really wanted to take something that was proven, something that was excellent. You know, DMK, the, the number four is actually my favorite burger that I've ever eaten and uh, found found something that I fell in love with and uh, wanted to grow it. So we've had a lot of great success. Uh, We've got one franchise store that is open and operating. We've got several uh, potential franchisees in the system, and we're super excited to grow this concept. What is the number four, David? You got my curiosity. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, besides it being my favorite burger, it's it's a grass-fed beef burger. All of our burgers are made with grass-fed beef. Okay. Um, comes with uh, some cheese, some bacon, and some uh, hatch green chilies, and then it's topped with a uh, farm fresh fried egg on top. And wow. uh, the combination between the cheese, the bacon, the hatch green chilies, and the egg it just really—it's it's just a great combo. So uh, it's it's That's it's great. a great burger. It's worth trying. And it seems like, you know, I can't remember who was telling this story, David. I, I wasn't sure if it was David or Michael, you know, as I was researching the concept, you know. But one of the gentlemen, I, I guess they, they kind of realized at some point, you know, that they were filling a need or there was a gap in the market when it comes to burgers, I guess, right? I mean, there wasn't really, you know, when you go to a place, I mean, you don't really have a lot of choices 
when it comes to burgers. If you're, you're in a restaurant and, you know, if you go to a fast food place, you're not really getting any type of atmosphere or ambiance. And it seems like that was the need that they were kind of filling in the market, weren't they? Yeah, I think it, you hit it right on the head. I think what they did is they took the burger, which has been around forever, yeah. uh, but they elevated the product. It really is a high-quality, grass-fed beef product. All of the cheeses are, you know, small batch artisanal cheeses. All of the toppings, the vegetables, the eggs, everything that we use from, you know, even the French fries, the ice cream, and the milkshakes is premium. It's high quality. It is not fast food. Um, and right. then the atmosphere that we've created um, is also an elevated experience, whether it's our servers that we spend so much time hiring and training, whether it's our music whether it's our beer list, our wine list, our cocktail list. Um, it is not your typical burger joint, uh, right. but uh, it's really high-quality grass-fed beef burger served in a really you know, well-designed, quality atmosphere. People want to stay and hang out. They want to enjoy the atmosphere. They enjoy our service company. And that's what that, that was the void that they filled. Obviously, there's dozens, you know, hundreds of burger concepts out there, but uh, nothing quite like this. And uh, even today, certainly there's not a franchise concept that serves a quality product um, with cocktails in such an atmosphere like DMK. It seems like in you joining the team, David, you added a synergy to the mix, you know, and I know you're no stranger to franchising. You, you've been involved in franchising. When we have someone like yourself on the show, you know, we like to ask, I mean, what, what do you like about franchising? Because you have been doing it for a while now. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's just what I, what I grew up with. I certainly learned from one of the, the best in the business, and that was Fred DeLuca from Subway. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, certainly spent a little over seven years working for Subway, and uh, I certainly don't see DMK ever having, you know, 45,000 stores, let alone 4,500 right. stores. But, um, you know, one thing, you know, I read a lot about McDonald's and uh, really got to understand the McDonald's concept and the consistency and the controls uh, and the scalability is something that uh, I feel that, you know, I can, I can add value to this concept. If, if you've got a product as good as DMK and as craveable as DMK, um, let's find others that are true uh, business leaders in their communities, you know, whether it's in Nashville or St. Louis or Detroit or Eastern Pennsylvania, let's find those individuals who are truly passionate about not only business, but about our product. And let's, let's get them to introduce this to their neighbors, their friends, their communities, their church groups, and uh, let's get them to develop this for us and, uh, and be that local voice. So, so that's really where the fit came in. Um, it really, you know, started. I, I worked in the restaurant business in high school, but Subway gave me a really great understanding of franchising. Right. Learned a lot of great things about what to do and even what not to do sure. in franchising, and that really helped my experience. That's great. It, you know, and it's interesting too in in, in studying the concept, David. You know, I, I come to learn that you know you really don't need experience to get into DMK. You know, a lot of times when we have you know a concept like yours on the show, you know, is a lot of times they kind of like hint. They say, well, it would be good if you had you know experience to get into 
this particular franchise first. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit more about, you know, DMK Burger Bar as, as the franchise opportunity. You mentioned business leaders, which I thought was a key word. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we're looking for individuals that could have experience, but they don't need mm-hmm. it. It is certainly right. not a prerequisite. Um, You know, we will teach you everything that you need to know about running not only uh, a restaurant business, but about running a DMK. Right. Um, We have a very intense three-week training program here in Chicago, and then we will come out with a team to your restaurant, um, not yours, Marty, but um, to the franchisee's (laughs) restaurant. Um, And we will spend time, you know, with their entire staff going through every recipe, every menu item. Uh, We will prep everything. We will go through the entire process on how to open, how to close, how to make every single item um, with the team on site and spend about five days prior to opening going through that with the franchisee's entire team. And then we spend the next five days uh, with the franchisee um, post-opening making sure operations are smooth, uh, product is coming out exactly the way it is supposed to come out, fries are hot, milkshakes are thick, and uh, and then we don't just leave. We, we assign a field consultant to the franchise partner, and we, uh, we will visit the stores quarterly um, at a minimum, and certainly we're available via call or certainly via email if there's ever an issue if a franchise partner is having a hard time with scheduling and with labor costs. We can jump on a call or jump on a plane. Certainly being based in Chicago, we can get anywhere, you know, within four hours. And we can spend time with that franchise partner to help them um, increase top-line sales, you know, via marketing, uh, decrease food costs, decrease labor costs, and help them understand their business and their P&Ls real-time. That's great. You know that there's 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 so much out there today, David. You know it seems like franchising every year. It seems like there's there's more concepts and systems added into the world of franchising, particularly in the United States. So why would a prospective franchise partner? I mean, why would they be drawn to DMK Burger? You know, because as you know, there are so many choices out there. And, and from our experience in doing this show such a long time now, is a lot of our listeners, particularly in the beginning phase. They're so confused. They don't know where to begin because there's so much out there. What do you typically say to someone like that, you know, when they're, they're looking at DMK Burger versus maybe it could be another burger franchise or even another concept in general? Well, the first thing, you know, most of our leads are coming in from either um, customers that just wow. love our product. They've been to our That's restaurant many, many, many times. They love the atmosphere. They love everything yeah. about it. Or relatives of customers. If somebody, you know, might live in, you know, let's say Dallas, Texas, right. and they, they're looking at a concept, and their cousin might live in Chicago, their cousin would say, you have to check out DMK. It is a phenomenal burger. You have to check it out. So, right. you know, really, like, these testimonials, you know, is really the difference maker. Um, so, you know, David will tell you it's because of our hospitality. David will tell you it's because of our restaurant's looks and feel. And, of course, Michael Cornick will tell you about our menu, our quality, um, our efficient kitchen design. Um, but, uh, you know, the truth is you have to love the food. And if you love the food, it just becomes such an easy product to sell. It becomes an easy product to market. Uh, if you don't love the food, if it's not, you know, if, if someone wants to get into a, a service business or a cell phone repair business, 
you know, you have to really love the restaurant industry to get into this right. business. It's not for everybody, and we tell people that. Right. You know, being able to hire, train, develop, and motivate a staff um, in the restaurant is different, right? Being sure. able to deal with issues that come up every single day, something is going to happen. You're not going to get a delivery. A piece of equipment's going to break. An employee might cut their finger. Uh, an employee might not show up. So this business is not for everybody. Um, I personally right. love the business. I've been in the business, you know, since high school. It's all I've ever done is worked in restaurants. I love the business. It's like it's like every day you're hosting a party. And you wow. want that party to be a success every single day. And those are the kind of franchise partners that we want. Um, but uh, we tell them up front that this business is not for everybody. This business does have its challenges, um, just like any other business. But if you sure. love our product, you're going to love our training program. You're going to love our system. You're going to love our marketing. You're going to love our branding. And, uh, you know, hopefully in the next, you know, three to five years, we're going to have, you know, 30 to 50 stores opened up and then, you know, as we continue to grow and we develop our name recognition and our branding, um, you know, DMK will be a, uh, a household name across the country. That's terrific. It sounds like, I mean, what they're getting to David, you know, in, in looking at the backgrounds for, for you, um, all, all three of you gentlemen, I, I mean, you have tremendous experience and, and, and that's what's, a franchisee is getting as well, aren't they? Is you know, I mean, all the you know, you were kind of born to do this, and, and so are the other two gentlemen. Um, that's a big part of when you buy a franchise as well. As they, we always say, you know, is look towards the experience of the founders, and, and all three of you, you probably have decades of experience, don't you? If you were to add it up, yeah, without a doubt, you know, I, I say you know, my experience is really um, best offered, you know, before a store ever even opens. Um, I wow. I bring my franchise experience to the table, so I will help select the right franchise partners. We're not going to just sell to anybody. Right. And then that once we find that partner, I am going to work with them to try to find the very best piece of real estate in the market. We're not going to rush into it. We're not right. going to go too fast. We're going to be patient. We're going to find the best site. And then once we find the best site, we are going to negotiate the very best lease. Um, again, we're, we're, you know, we can play good cop, bad cop. I can be the bad guy. The franchisee can run point on the negotiation. And then I love to help a franchisee get a deal done. And then we're going to design the very best store. We are going to work with the local architect and local design team to make sure we design the very best store. So those components, finding the right partner is critical, not just selling to anybody, which you know, we will not do finding the right site, negotiating the right lease, and designing the right store. Uh, if you can do all of those you know, things perfectly and then train an operator to really understand the business, so, so so much success is predetermined before a store ever even opens. Right. And all of it comes down to, like I think, my skill set with finding the partner, finding the site, negotiating the lease, helping design the store, building the store, getting involved with training, um, and then once a store opens, the franchisee should be set up to succeed with all of David's methods with hiring and training and developing and motivating a staff and creating the ambience and the right playlist. And then Michael's efficient kitchen design and supply chain and food costs and recipes. The three of us, we we really do offer something unique. I don't think there's a team out there in any franchise that offers the skill sets that David, Michael, and myself have. 
That's fantastic. It was interesting when I was studying all the different um, business models, David. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of choices. I mean, you have the full service model, um, you have uh, food halls, fast casual, and you even have non-traditional. I, I, w- I was reading something about, you know, you guys were in like stadiums and things like that. And I thought that was very interesting. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we really love the flexible footprint. Um, our first location was a full service, uh, approximately 3000 square foot restaurant. That's uh, right near Wrigley field uh, in a neighborhood in Chicago called Lakeview. Um, Mm -hmm. Great neighborhood, great location, and uh, does extremely high volume. It does uh, about $2.7 million in sales. Roughly about 75% of those sales are food, 25% booze. Uh, So it's a really just terrific location, great beat, great feel, uh, super good profitability as a result of that sales mix. And then uh, second location is inside Soldier Field where the Chicago Bears play. And it's open maybe about 20 days a year between NFL football, college football, soccer, and uh, various concerts that take place at Soldier Field. And there's two units there that do probably a little over $30,000 a game. Uh, And that makeup is about 50-50 between food and booze. You know, very, very different. And then our franchise location is in a suburban shopping mall. It's in a food court. Uh, that's been open for about a year and a half now. Uh, Location does $1,000 in sales, and uh, we're really pleased with it. And uh, as a very low percentage of alcohol sales because it's in a mall, but nonetheless, we still sell beer and wine. It's got a great look, great feel. It was fairly inexpensive to open because it's only in about 700 square feet. Um, Offers a... uh, a pretty good menu in terms of uh, a mix. It's not our full menu, but they offer a turkey burger, a veggie burger, I think two chicken sandwiches, a number of uh, various grass-fed beef burgers. They offer our bison burger, which is our number five, mm. which was featured on Triple D a number of years ago with a blueberry barbecue oh. sauce and some goat cheese. Really tasty. So, yeah, the, the different footprints of kind of make it, you know, if somebody wanted to be in a, in a shopping mall, and again, we want to be in, you know, maybe 100 malls across the country. We certainly don't want to be in, in 1,000 malls. We want to be in the best malls in the country, where there's foot traffic, where there's sales, um, where there's affluency. Um, that's where we want to locate. We don't want to just be in any shopping mall. But it's a pretty right. safe environment. Sales are fairly predictable. Um, we, we're going to have a pretty good idea what we're going to do in business and how we're going to staff it. We also love the non-traditional model. We'll go into some stadiums. We'll do some convention centers. We'd love to do some airports. We're talking right. right now to a wow. few groups in Chicago for O'Hare Airport. And then the neighborhood, um, urban and suburban settings are also really, really great business models. That's terrific. Are there any specific geographic markets that you're really focusing on, David, or is it pretty much the whole United States? Yeah, well, it's uh, if, if ideally we would love to open up um, our first handful of locations um, in Chicago and around right. Chicago, whether it's St. Sure. Louis, Milwaukee, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Cleveland. Right. Basically because we are so close to Wrigley Field, uh, we think a lot of uh, teams that are coming to play the Cubs, they know DMK. And a lot of people, certainly like in St. Louis or even Milwaukee, they've been to a DMK. 
and we think it would be easily to transfer to those other Midwestern cities. But certainly if we found the right operator who has some experience, who might live out in L.A. or Dallas or even Nashville or even Tampa, St. Pete, Miami, um, mm-hmm. we would love to we'd love to enter those markets as well. So we're we're really looking to find the right people in the right real estate across the country, but we are focusing primarily on the Midwest for right now. That's great. You kind of hinted, but where do you see DMK? You know, if you could look even a decade down the road, David. I mean, you probably see the whole United States, but um, I mean, do you ever think like this concept could even go international one day? Yeah, sure, Marty. We we want to grow, but we want to grow, you know, smart. We don't want to open right. up too many stores too quickly. Sure. But ideally, if you had a crystal ball, you know, it would be, you know, three stores this year around the Midwest, uh, maybe six more stores next year, you know, slow and steady growth, maybe 10 stores the following year. And then maybe four years later, we hit the coast. But we've had some interest to open up in uh, Mexico City. We've had some interest from some franchisees in the Middle East and Dubai, wow. as well as China. And eventually we will get there. Eventually we will uh, find the right partner, and uh, we will we will be uh, international, and we will have a global domination for a high-end premium burger concept um, in the next 10 years. That's great. When I have someone like yourself on the show, David, who's been doing this such a long time now, if you could mention to our guests, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? As I was mentioning, a lot of our listeners are new to franchising. They want to get into franchising, but a lot of them don't know simply where to begin because there's just so much out there. And from everything you've learned up to this point, what would you tell our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Well, I would just make sure that they are truly passionate about the product that they're going to be mm-hmm. selling. Uh, right. They have to really believe in it. You know, there's some, there's, if it's a retail concept, you know, whether it's uh, sports apparel, you know, you really have to live and breathe that. You know, you have to love that business. If it's a cell right. phone repair shop, you know, because you have to really love what you're doing. You've got to believe in it. Um, if it's a healthy food concept, then then that's great too. If that's your lifestyle, um, you know. For so for me, you know, I I personally have eaten DMK. I love the product. I've loved it for a long time. Um, so you have to really, really love the product, and then you have to love right. the business. So once you decide to get involved in a franchise, again, restaurants are not for everybody. You have to really sure. understand what you're getting into. And like I, I think I mentioned earlier, one of the hardest things about this business is finding and hiring and developing and motivating your staff. Right. Um, if you've worked for a large company for a long time and you've surrounded yourself with um, individuals that are very well-educated, have uh, gotten their master's degree, they're making you know six or seven figures a year, and then you decide to buy a restaurant franchise and you're really looking to hire, you know, people making 12 or 13 or 14 or $15 an hour. You're hiring prep people. You're hiring dishwashers. You're hiring uh, cashiers, you know, bartenders. It's a very different skill set to manage those individuals. So right. I just think, you know, before anybody gets involved, I think for them to spend, you know, a day really – you know, maybe behind the counter, maybe, you know, in the shoes of another franchisee, 
just really make sure you you know what you're getting into. Make sure it's what you want. Uh, like I said, you know, I've, I've grown up in the restaurant business. I know it's it's just in my blood. So uh, make sure, you know, you really have a good understanding and then make sure you really love the product. I think that's great advice. What, what's the best way for our listeners, David, to get more information on DMK as, as the product and, and, and even more specifically the franchise opportunity? Are there any websites that you can kind of like direct them to to get more information? Yeah, sure, Marty. Our website is uh, dmkburgerbar.com. Okay. We've got a handful of, uh, of uh, great FAQs and some information on the website. Uh, if they wanted to certainly email me, they could certainly do that as well. And uh, my email address is dg at dmkburgerbar.com. And uh, happy to answer questions and uh, provide information for anyone who might have some interest. That's terrific. Well, I'm really glad I finally got to have you on the show, David. And I'd already like to invite you back in the next year or so as you continue to grow because it really sounds like you have a a great product and, and, and even more so a great franchise opportunity. So I look forward to having you back on the show. Thanks, Marty. When you're in Chicago, let me know. I'm happy to treat you to a tasty burger and an ice-cold beer of your choice. I'm going to take you up on that. Thanks. Thanks, David. It was great to <laughs> have you. Sounds good, buddy. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews now over eight years and over 400 shows and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Chris Simic, who is the founder of FranchiseTeacher.com and Chris has over 30 years of business and franchise experience as an independent business owner, a franchisee and a franchisor. And Chris said something very profound that we haven't heard on our show in over eight years. He mentioned that you have to almost work harder to fail at franchising than to succeed in franchising, and he explains why. Most people, about 90% I think I've seen, buy a business other than they first looked at. Wow, that's amazing. So that's we interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's a big number, too, isn't it, Chris? You know, that you know, most people, they go in with these certain expectations and they come out with, with, with something different, you know, and, and I find that fascinating. 
I absolutely, it, it never ceases to astound me. But I think that speaks to the to the uh, the value of franchising as a as a business model and a business method because right. people don't have to uh, be in something just because they know it. And quite candidly, sometimes getting involved in a business that you would rather do that you were not involved in allows you the the luxury of taking uh, a new career path and to develop something you never would have had the opportunity to had it not been you know systematized and prioritized for you. You know, in franchising, it's said that. You have to really almost work harder to fail than to succeed because if you have a good franchise system, right. if you follow directions, you have to almost purposely not follow them to not do well. That's true. That's fantastic. We have this, this great quote in franchising. I, I think we're going to put that one in there, Chris. I, I think that's very original, and it's, it's very true. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, we find that most of them, they're just beginning their search to buy a franchise, Chris, and we find that, you know, most of them just simply, they, they don't even know where to begin, like you were saying. What advice would you give to them? I, I do, um, when I speak to people looking at franchises, I, I give them three different pieces of advice. One, make sure you're looking for business for the right reason. Now, a lot of people have things happen in their life. They lose a job or something happens, and they react and, and maybe say, well, okay, maybe I'll go buy a business. That may not be the, the reason to do it versus having the luxury of selectivity that here's my opportunity that was yeah. created by some adversity. Second thing is that they have to make sure that they are – able to be franchisees, uh, that not everybody is designed to be able to, to follow the systems, procedures, and, 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 the, and the processes it takes to be a successful franchise owner. And then I tell them quite candidly is pick a couple of the industries and the price ranges uh, that, that may have interest to you and then kind of pin down from there, either using the resources of a, uh, a consultant or a, bro- or a broker or, or a team member or, or on their own, either way. But I think that if they, if they take their time, follow the steps, and do it for the right reasons, uh, they'll be on a much smoother pathway uh, to, to success in, in, in owning their own business. That's well said. What's what's in the future then for a franchise teacher, Chris? I mean, where do you see the company three to five years down the road? Well, Marty, we've been uh, extremely fortunate, and blessed that the the business has has has, has been around, you know, through Century Franchise Group for many years. And our new franchise teacher uh, dot com has, has taken off. We're representing right now, uh, you know, seven uh, plus brands. I think in five years, our our focus will really be even more fine tuned. As the as the consumer or the prospective uh, business owner is looking for more and more specific information breaking down the teach, coach, consult, and advise, I think will be, um, will be a way for us to assist people in what they need. You know, people, again, don't know what they don't know, but right. I think information overload uh, sometimes discourages people too early. They say, I, this is too much for me to process. Mm. But we can break it That's down true. into bite-sized pieces. I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, who are looking for the advice and the information they want when they want it, I think is you know going to do nothing more than uh, continue. Then our next business venture, which launches at the end of this year, uh, will, is looking to capture all the different franchise brands around the world and put them into one place. So it's, it's we're, we're we're looking forward to uh, a future. And franchising is going nowhere but growing. You know, as you right on a long time too, the number of franchise opportunities and the world's getting to be a smaller place. I think you're going to find a yeah. lot. Opportunities coming in and going out of of different marketplaces in different countries uh, accessible to more people. 
That's fantastic. What's the best way, Chris, for our listeners to get <clears throat> more information on FranchiseTeacher.com? Obviously, FranchiseTeacher.com, but any numbers you'd like them to call or email addresses? Well, actually, my, I, we appreciate uh, you know, www.FranchiseTeacher.com. And okay. my, my business partner, Dave, and I offer them the free one-hour consultation. Fill out the form oh, and take great. advantage of it. That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Chris, for I, you know, finally coming on the show, you know, it, it's, I've been following your career for a long time now, you know, and I have just been very impressed with with, with everything that you've done, you know. So when I, when I saw this, I, I mentioned to you we don't typically um, call people to come on the show, you know, but but I had to have you specifically on the show. So it was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today, Marty Ditto. And again, congratulations on your um, uh, PhD, Doctor. I have read your thesis, and I would recommend it reading if people can get oh, through that's uh, the information. I really appreciate that you read it, too, because that, that, that's an honor coming from you. So that's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again, Chris. Thank and we'll you. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. <laughs> 